You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Atlanta Realtor Rundown. I am one of your hosts, Kate Wright, and today I have the famous Sean Graham in here with me today. Um, He is somebody that I would consider a dear friend and also someone that when I think of people everyone knows, his name would come to mind. So Sean, if you wouldn't mind, please introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about you and what you do. Well, hello, everybody. I am uh, Sean Graham. Uh, I'm a 17-year-old vet at Southeast Mortgage in the lending industry. Um, To be very frank, I'm just a small-town country boy that moved to Atlanta to take advantage of what everybody here takes for granted, and uh, that's opportunity. And uh, my main goal for myself is to make my mother proud, and that's my mission. Okay, I like it. When I think about you, Sean, and I was thinking earlier today, and I have known you for nine years now. When I think about you, I think of attributes like you're genuine, you're uplifting, you're a problem solver, you're a doer, you make people feel welcome, you're always cheerful, you're hardworking, you're fun, and you're a connector. And so today, I really wanted to sit down with you and have a discussion about the connecting piece, about the networking, about the relationship building, and how you think that that has attributed to your success in your career. Um, also, I want to thank you guys for being a diamond partner as that we're currently appreciate recording. It. You guys are. So thank appreciate you for it. doing that. We appreciate your support at ARA. But um, I really just wanted to sit down and kind of get a little bit, you know, of your perspective and inside your head and see um, a little bit about how you feel like the connecting piece and the networking piece and the relationship piece has been a part of your business and why people feel like they know you even when they might not know you and why your name is a name that everyone knows. Well, first of all, I'm very honored to even hear you speak of me like that. Because <laughs> um, oftentimes when you are in growth phase or you're building phase, you just don't really know that you're making an impact or you're going to be sitting across the table from a friend that you met at a networking event, you know, nine years later. So. Um, I am big on the networking side of it, and um, one thing I want to talk about is I think a lot of people network incorrectly. Okay. Okay? And if we can talk about that. So I always want to approach somebody the way I want to be approached, and, and that's in everything. But I, I, I used to go to networking events, and, and the first thing that somebody does when you go to a networking event is they just pass you their business card. Right. Like, and I hate that, me personally. I just hate because you didn't get a chance to to know who I was. Um, you didn't ask me anything about myself. So my networking habits, you know, I rarely ever pass out a business card. And I know it's crazy because there's a lot of people in the industry that get uh, paralyzed if they don't have business cards on them. Okay, and um, nobody really wants to help you when you go to network, because everybody's trying to network and gain business, business themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, the truth be told, I came to a networking event to gain business. You came to a networking event to gain business. And the first thing I'm going to do is ask you for business. Like, no, I came here to get business as well, too. So I went from just networking to get business to network to get to gain relationships. And um, that has been the number one key for me 
is that when you show that you actually care about somebody, care about their interests before your interests, they're more apt to work with you, remember you, and want to actually be around you. Uh, it's just like um, nobody likes to be around someone who's always asking, asking for something, you know. But you, if you hang around somebody who's looking to give, you're like, all right, I need, I need to go be around this guy right here or this this girl right here. So, so when I do network, it's always what can I provide to you? What can I give to you? Let me learn something about you. Let me talk to you about your kids. Hey, let me talk to you about you know the problem that you had last time. And I try to make it my effort to remember something about somebody all the time. Because uh, the number one topic people like is actually hear about themselves. So That's instead true. of you. That's true. And I think you kind of just hit on it is that it's not necessarily the networking component. It's the relationship component that drives the success in networking. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, I, I think it's important to emphasize that the relationships that you're building with these people are the ways that you're connecting and the value that you might be adding these people, adding to these people or adding in that networking space is the, the connection component. Mm -hmm. So I want to also talk a little bit about how you think that connecting has propelled you in your career, because I know that you're sitting here and you're looking at me and you're saying it's about relationships and people, and I admire that, but there's got to be something that comes out of that that does work to your advantage when you do it the right way. How do you feel like your relationship building and your connecting has benefited your business? So, I mean, the relationships and the connections I have, I have made is open so many doors for me it's it's astounding and the funny thing about a lot of the guys that i went to networking events originally when i first got into the business or was very young into the business uh, i gained some meaningful relationships but those meaningful relationships those people are now also progressing in their careers mm -hmm. so where they're either board presidents head brokers very influential in their their business their multi-million dollar producers, but at the time I got a chance to meet them, you know, they were not the top at their their craft. And a lot of times what people will do is they'll skip over the little people, which what they call little people, and they head straight to that that big perceived top producer or right. that big perceived, you know, lender, whatever it may be. But you gotta remember people are always people at the end of the day. And and I believe if you treat people well, it's not always what you get from it. So if you treat people well, you never know what can lead from there. So I, I rem there's, a, there's a, so in my life, it doesn't matter. Like people say, Sean, you're doing very well right now. I, I, I don't look at that. I, I really don't. I look at, even when I walk into an attorney's office, I'm going to have fun with the paralegals in the back, uh, the, the receptionist at the front desk. I'm not going to look past them because I know what kind of work they they put in. Like I've gotten, I got season tickets for the Hawks for uh, probably last 12 years, okay? However, everybody who guides you to the seat, the ushers, the people in the back, the guys who clean up around the seats and stuff like that, we're really good friends. And if I were to happen and not have a ticket on me or I need to have somebody come down, guess what? I'm friends with, with all those people around there. All you gotta do is say, hey, I'm here with Sean. So it's not what I can get out of it. It's creating that relationship and you get that connection with somebody where they always look out for you. Right. And they'll call you first when they have an opportunity. Like, hey, I, I know a great person. Hey, call Sean, he'll, he'll do you right. Or you're gonna really like this person. I just, 
I'm, I'm just really, really huge on treating people who treat, I mean, I, I like treating people well. And if you are a nice person, you treat people nice, we're going to be great friends. Absolutely. And I'm not going to hang around anybody who does not treat people well. And so I think it's evident to someone who knows how to network and connect when someone is coming in the space with ill intention mm-hmm. or when they're not genuine. And I, I'm hearing you say, and you've modeled this, and I could say that I would lead by your example in that same mentality of treating everyone with respect and kindness and looking out for every relationship that you have the ability to build, but then allowing the relationships uh, to blossom from the people who genuinely want to connect. Correct. And so I think it's really interesting, especially in real estate, that people are so uh, focused on networking and um, networking events and connecting and all these things because they are some of the lifeblood of our business. And I hear you giving a lot of tips and advice about how you could do this. But I also want to know um, how you feel like someone in your life maybe has set that example for you or networked in a way that taught you something, or if you've had any relationships that have been an example to you of something that you wanted to replicate? So, um, I don't know if I had a a pure example of somebody wanting to replicate, right? Um, But however, I can say this, and, and this is one thing about school, they don't really teach you this in school, is that I was a very talkative kid in school. I, I mean, I like to talk, and I was friends with everybody. And I didn't know that was a skill. Right. Okay? Like, I didn't have enemies to where, like, you know, if you go to school, you're going to have this click over here, that click over there. I was the type of person that could go between all clicks and be good. Right. I didn't know that was a skill. Okay. Okay? But... In school, I got reprimanded for talking. I got looked at a certain way because of, you know, you're always talking, won't you? I mean, just teachers aren't, they don't give you A grades for that kind of effort, right? And, and when you get into a, a business by yourself, you've got to be able to talk to multiple different personalities, all right? And I remember when I first got into the mortgage business, I really didn't understand it because I, I remember I went to a, my, one of my first networking events and it was a group of guys, so I'm in mortgages, so there's a group of guys from Wells Fargo over here, there's a group of guys from home banking over there, here I am with you know Southeast, and there's a couple other mortgage companies. But they stood in corners like they were like they were parts of a gang. <laughs> and you'll, you'll see that now, right? right. You go, hey, even in real estate, hey, I'm with Harry Norman, hey, I'm with I'm sorry, I don't want to give me any names. But as an example, you guys know who the real estate partners are in, 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 the, in our area. But people will clutter together and they feel like, hey, my section is the best. And we'll poo-poo on everybody else. So when I went to that networking event, networking event, I immediately just walked over to the Wells Fargo guy and started talking. And it was like, people looked at me like I was crazy, like I had six heads. But that was natural for me. Like, I'm not in the game. I'm not really in competition with you. I want to get to know you. Right. Like, like, who are you? What do you do? I care less if you're in mortgages. I just want to know you as a person. Right. And that's my whole thing. I, I really care less what you do, Kate. I want to know you as a person. And after I get a chance to know you as a person, then let's talk about what you do. Because if, if you don't like me, why would you ever send me business? If you don't like me or don't have any clue, a clue about me, why would you ever recommend me to anybody. You shouldn't recommend anybody that you're not comfortable with. 
Right. And that's where that's where I draw the line. Or if you can't connect with somebody on a personal level, then why, like you say, would I work with you? Absolutely. If we can't connect on a personal level and I don't know something meaningful about you, why? what is my drive to give you business or to work with you or to refer business to you? Absolutely. I think that uh, relationships are so big, not just obviously in work, but just in personal lives too. And as you get older and more experienced in your career, you realize that they all intertwine anyway. So there really is no such thing, especially in this industry, as a personal life and a work life. It's all just one big thing. Mm-hmm. In what ways have you seen your personal life integrate? Because you have an amazing wife and two adorable children. Um, what ways have you seen your personal life integrate with your business and how networking has advantage, has given you an advantage or relationships have given you an advantage from drawing, you know, bridging that personal life into work or that work life into your personal life? All right, so I, I believe my, my whole life is kind of blended into my business. And so another thing, when I got into the business, story has it that everybody says, Sean, you need to become a good golfer. Because <laughs> Are where you? I, I can't play golf. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm terrible. Like, I would not invite Sean to go play golf with you. Noted. Everyone, but I, note. But I, but I can drink good with you. and Can I you can, drive the golf cart? Occasionally. I just, I mean, I know where I'm going, but I can drive the golf cart. Okay, so we'll meet you at the clubhouse. There you go. But everybody says, hey, you know what, Sean? You need to become a good golfer. Because that's where the real networking happens. And I am a person that goes against the grain. I, I'm not going to do stuff I don't want to do. And me spending four hours out on the golf course, that's, that's brutal to me. It's not genuine. It's, it's not genuine. And people around me will... Will, will deter that. I mean, they'll feel that. So I did everything. I still do everything that I like to do. So right now, I have not quit playing basketball. I have not quit playing basketball. And that is where my relationships come from. And you get business from I get that. a lot of business from Ex- the basketball court. Exactly. So I have told a lot of new agents this, and mm-hmm. you just you just reiterated it for me. Uh, new agents or even experienced agents who want to grow and they're just not sure what to do and they're feeling stuck. What do you enjoy? What do you love? Absolutely. What are you passionate about? Go be in that space. Mm-hmm. Be your genuine self, and you will make connections that are meaningful that result in business. It might not be directly from that person, but like you said, the usher at the at the Hawks game might have a friend who needs to buy a house. The the bartender in the in the you know whatever area might have a cousin who is ready to uh, make a move. Mm-hmm. So there's always something that can come of it when you're being your genuine self in a space that you really enjoy being in and you can be passionate showing up to uh, consistently and with a good attitude. And I think that's something that I've seen a lot from you. And I would say that there are a lot of people who know you because of that, because I've never seen you show up to something with a bad attitude. I've never seen you show up to something that I felt like you didn't want to be at. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate you sharing that with us because I think that's something that a lot of people pass over. They feel like they have to go to a networking event, pass out their card, be there. If they just do it, they're going to get, you know, form their relationships. And that's just not it. I would say that my most meaningful relationships have come out of having personal co- conversations and connections with the people that I am realizing genuinely do want to be there or genuinely have some type of interest in something that I might do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would also ask, you know, is some, you, you kind of already answered this because you said that when you were a student, uh, you were very talkative, but would you say that networking and relationship building is something that comes naturally to you um, 
outside of just being willing to talk to people? Is it some a skill that you developed, a skill that you worked on? Did you have a coach? Is there any direction or advice you could give to somebody maybe who doesn't feel like a natural networker? So in the, in the spirit of being honest, this is straight <laughs> honest. So I'm always naturally talkative, and I'm not afraid to talk to people. But I think it went to a higher level once I understood how much I got paid okay. for creating business from, from networking. All right, so I grew up very humble, okay? And I will tell you guys this, when I first got into the business, I was probably making $40,000 a year, okay? So my parents told me, hey, Sean, it's a good job. You're making real good money. But I just knew that wasn't enough for me at that time. And then when I went to networking events, if I, I realized if I develop a relationship with this particular person and they happen to send me one transaction, how much would I get paid? And once I realized that, I've never been afraid to talk to anybody because you can get shell-shocked, okay, when you see a high-end producer. Just like sometimes agents, you know, hey, this is a, this house is selling for $4 million. I can't go talk to that person. Just i got to have everything together. You, you kind of make up excuses as to why I can't talk to that person right now. Okay. All right? Yeah. But once I figured out I can use my own natural God-gifted talent, to go talk to this one person. And in my life, everybody I've met, I've usually gotten a good experience from to where they're like, Sean, I like you. Or you got a great personality. Okay. Or whatever it may be. So you mean I gotta use my God-given talent to go talk to this one person who is in control of this amount of, this amount of business? Uh, all my apprehension went out the window. So I'm not scared or afraid to talk to anybody. You gotta get over you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 that's sometimes you can you can hold yourself back, um, and you can talk yourself out of doing a lot of different things. Um, so, even though I was really good at talking to people one on one, I had to develop the opportunity to talk to people uh, in crowds, right? Like I just don't. It's not natural at first to go up and talk to a room full of two hundred people. Mm-hmm. It just that's not what I'm comfortable with. I'm very good at one on one, one on three, one on five, but one on 200, that takes some, some effort to it. But it also comes when you, when you know your craft. And it also comes when uh, you, you stop talking about business all the time and you can talk about yourself. Your craft is, is, is you, who you are. I mean, if you're 25 years old, you got 25 years of being yourself. You got 25 years of, of communicating with individuals. And, um, and one thing that's big for me is being self-aware. You know, and you can tell when somebody's tapped out that conversation. Right. You know, they tapped out that conversation, move on down the road. That, mm-hmm. that conversation is going nowhere. You don't have to beat a dead horse. Especially if you go to a networking event and there's 40 people in the room. Okay, I struck out all five of these. Let me try a new approach. Okay. You know? So what type of approaches would you use, you know, for someone who doesn't feel I, – I would say it's not natural for anyone. I'm an outgoing person. Mm-hmm. I'm talkative. I have the same – quote unquote problem in mm-hmm. elementary school, middle school, where I was friends with everybody, I talked too much, and I didn't have a click, and I was sad about it. But as an adult, I realized I didn't need a click because I did get along with everybody. Everybody. 
Um, so I would say for someone like you or I, it's easy to sit down and say, oh, yeah, network, talk to people, build relationships. But for somebody who's not feeling that way or doesn't feel confident doing that, you know, connection points and ways that they could start conversations or things that they could do. Um, obviously, you just said get outside of yourself. That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Get outside of your head and realize, like, we're, we're all adults here. Uh, we all have something of interest. But what tips could you give somebody who might be entering an atmosphere or an area or an environment that they just don't feel comfortable in or they're just not sure where to go? I, I think I'm hearing a little bit of you saying that maybe even just vulnerability would be a start. Just going up to someone and saying, hey, this is my name. I came to this event. I don't even, you know, maybe you start the conversation with, I don't even know what I came for, but I, I'm definitely trying to make some meaningful connections. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, how do you usually start conversations? How do you how do you navigate that and how would you advise someone who came to you asking for advice on how to do that? So how do I start conversations? That's a lot of times I'll, I'll make a compliment about somebody's outfit that they wear, that okay. they wore. Like, hey man, that's some nice shoes you got on. All right, and we get our pocketbook fun. That looks really nice on you. <laughs> see, and you start laughing, right? But it, it lets somebody's guard down. Cause sometimes when you see somebody walking over to you, like what is this person coming to talk to me for right now? But you can, it's easy to let somebody's guard down when you give them a compliment. Great and I'm not, I'm not talking like a sleazy compliment. I'm talking about like, hey, this is a great event. What do you think about it? Or have you met anybody that, that's interesting today that you could point me in the direction of? It gets a conversation going. So for those of you guys who may or may not know me, uh, I used to wear bow ties all the time. That's how I met you. Yeah. Bow tie uh, guy. The bow tie guy. It ended up being <laughs> like the bow tie king. And I don't wear them anymore. But what I, I used to wear my bow ties all the time for a couple reasons. One is to stand out. Nobody's wearing bow ties at a particular time, okay? But number two, nobody remembered my name. So think about this. Like, how many times have you introduced yourself to somebody or they introduced themselves to you? And if they asked you what their name was, you would not know it. It happens all the time. Many times. All the time. And I'm bad. I'm bad at names. I'm really bad. Okay. okay? So what I did was wear a bow tie. And also I stayed away from the networking gear that most guys wear. So like in business, you're taught to wear, you can wear a blue suit, it's safe. A black suit, it's safe. And here in Atlanta, we, they wear khaki pants in a blue top. Have you seen those outfits? Maybe. Okay, next, <laughs> next networking event you go to. Of course I have. <laughs> that's what they wear, okay? So if you dress like everybody else, nobody will remember you because you look just like everybody else. So I actually went through a phase of, I was wearing a bow tie. Matter of fact, I had had locks at that time. Okay. I didn't meet you with the locks. You didn't meet me with the locks? No. All it right. must have been nobody just fresh off, off of them. Okay. So, <laughs> so but here's the thing, nobody would remember my name. They're like, hey, that's a, that's a black guy with the with the bow tie. And I got comfortable with people saying, Aren't you the black guy with a bow tie? Oh gosh. I saw like, wow. Would I get offended over that? I, I'm trying to create a relationship. A lot of times people get so easily offended. No, but people will say, oh, yeah, that's Sean. Now they say Sean, but at that time when nobody knew me, it was like, that's the black guy with a bow tie. I met okay. him last time. Okay. It's a black guy with a bow tie. All right, I always see you. That's the black guy with a bow tie. And that kind of circulated. Okay. And I got to get comfortable with people saying, that's the black guy with a bow tie. But you know what? This black guy with a bow tie has a name. Now let's work on my name. I'm sorry. I'm over here banging the table, y'all. 
<laughs> messing with the audio. <laughs> but I, I am passionate about it because uh, a lot of times people get offended so easily for certain things. Sure. And I'm here to create a relationship. I'm here to be memorable. And you don't know what's going to make you memorable. And for me, it was a bow tie at that particular time. Okay. So I think that's part of the way that you might have developed the reputation that you've built. And it was stacking stones. Like you mm. started with that as the base and you've built up from there, but you came in with a game plan and you were willing to basically create a name for yourself by doing that. And then you turned it into your actual name. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, the thing is, uh, a lot of times people say, hey, let's, I'm going to network. But what they do is they bring three or four people they're really comfortable with when they go network and they basically hang out with them and they talk to two or three people and then they go home. I'm very comfortable going by myself where I don't know anybody. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure that YPN event I first met you at, I was there by myself. Uh, I've gone to NAR conferences in DC by myself, GAR conferences in Florida by myself. And the thing is, get you out your comfort zone, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but it also forces you to go talk to somebody because, look, if I come with three of my buddies, I'm basically going to leave with three of my buddies. I'm very comfortable around them. But if I'm there by myself, I've got to I've got to connect with somebody. If I'm there for a three-day three, three day conference, there's nothing boringer than being by yourself for three days and not talking to anybody. <laughs> and you're a talker. Ultimately, you will connect with someone and form a new relationship by doing that. Correct. I think some other tips that I've been given through the years that I would say you are good at as well uh, on networking and just connecting with people and building relationships would be after you meet someone, making sure that you're following up. Um, for some people, that's not just a phone call. Maybe that's a, a handwritten letter. It's connecting over social media. Mm -hmm. um, all of us are very busy, so it might not always be asking to meet somebody for coffee or lunch and necessarily inconveniencing them that early in the game, but just showing them that you appreciated connecting with them by some form of follow-up. Another tip that I've been given that I've always tried to implement, and I feel like you've done this as well, knowing you, is uh, to try to add value to people when you do meet them. So not only getting to know them a little bit and a little bit about them and connecting on a personal level, but determining what can I do for this person or what could I add in value to this relationship that I'm trying to form. So uh, potentially even ending a conversation like, what can I do for you? You've asked me that before. Mm -hmm. What can I do for you? How can I help you? Another thing that I think you do well that maybe you don't know or, or you do is you're constantly encouraging people to think, think bigger themselves once you do get to know them. Uh, something that I admire about you is that you've always believed in the people around you, whether they believe in themselves or not, and you've let them know that. And I think that that's another way that you can form relationships uh, that are meaningful is by encouraging others beyond themselves. It's hard in this industry. We work for ourselves, by ourselves majority of the time. It's hard to, to feel like we have anyone who knows what we're doing or sees what we're doing and can, you know, uplift us. And I think that's something that you do really nicely. I found personally in my life that mm -hmm. the people that I've formed relationships with that I've really respected um, have been the people who've made me feel uplifted and positive and encouraged and the space that I'm in. So I think that's another thing that you've modeled for me about networking relationships that I think other people could try to replicate. Do you think uh, there's anything that has stood out to you that other people have done that you wanted to replicate based on the way they made you feel or the connection that they made with you? Well, I can tell you this. Uh, I can tell you exactly how I got into the mortgage business. Sure. And um, I often call this guy and I tell him that I actually should pay him overrides <laughs> on me because 
and, and, and it kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like I am an encourager, you know, and I and I I try to look for ways to help people believe in themselves. Because all you gotta do sometimes you gotta have somebody believe in you that you can, and also know that somebody else has also had that same struggle that you you've had. But I used to I used to be a store manager uh, for a drugstore here in Atlanta, and I used to go drop off the mail. Uh, for our company at this drugstore. It's called Mailbox, et cetera. And this guy named Sam Hurd was the manager of that particular mailbox, et cetera. So what I did was every time I went in there, it was, it was kind of slow for him. And he would do people's taxes. And he would always say, Sean, you know what? You got a great personality. I think you'd be good at doing mortgages. And you got to remember, I'm from a small town. First time in Atlanta, I don't really know what's going on. I was like, yeah, just pacifying. Yeah, thank you. My bad. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> and um, every day I would walk in there when I go drop my mail off. He's like, Sean, you got to really consider doing mortgages. I think you got a great price. You got what it takes. Man, this guy over here made this amount of money, and I know you're better than him. That's what he would tell me. And Sometimes lice will throw you a couple of curveballs, and I got thrown a curveball at that particular job where it made me go back to Sam and say, Sam, what did you say I was good at? Mortgages. And the funny thing about it, I always make this joke that I probably couldn't even spell mortgage when I got into <laughs> mortgages. Okay? So, uh, and you laugh at it, but I often tell people I work at Southeast Mortgage, and they have to put in my email address, and everybody spells mortgage wrong. No, okay. I get it. So, um, you know, from that particular day forward, I decided to believe in myself and believe what he was telling me, that, you know, maybe I might be good in this thing, even though I couldn't spell it, even though I could not, uh, I never even really heard of it. But however, I decided to take a leap of faith and quit that particular job and, and entrust what this older guy told me he thought I'd be really good at. And I have not looked back since that particular day. And um, maybe this podcast reminds me that I need to actually call him into the office. And I'd love to do, sit down and talk with him to ask him, what did he see in me that I didn't see in myself? Right. And I think that's something very important that sometimes people see more in you than you see in yourself. And that's sometimes why family members aren't always the best people to go to for advice because they see how you were when you were six years old, when you were 18 years old, when you were 21 years old. But somebody who just met you, sometimes they can see more in you then you can see, your, see yourself. So that's why it's good to get out and network, get around people who have experience. So someday they can just say, you know what? I believe in you, Sean. Like, I, I think you're really good at this. I'm not sure if you ever noticed that, but I think you're good at that. Me sitting across from you today, you're like telling me things I didn't know I was good at. I'm for real. Okay. So, <laughs> but. But that's why it's so important to have these relationships, right? Because you can, you can build others up, but then in the meantime, you're building a team around yourself that can see beyond you. Absolutely. And when you have those moments or when you have those times that the curveballs come or you're feeling discouraged or frustrated, those are the people that will uplift you. I know for me personally, the network that I've built within the industry has absolutely been the the people who have kept me afloat at the times where I was like, forget it. Yeah. So there's a lot of value, I believe, that comes from networking. There's a lot of value ultimately coming from the relationships that you build through networking. And I think we could talk about this forever but I know we're limited on time, so I want to know if you have any last-minute uh, closing remarks that you'd like to share with anyone in regard to the power of relationships in your life and networking and 
anything that you might want to say to wrap up our podcast today? Well, one, I'm not the greatest rapper upper, but (laughs) (laughs) but I'm a firm believer that network networks that you create for yourself can open up more doors than any than money can. And a lot of times people depend on their money to open doors for them. And you develop the right relationships. That means the world to you. I used to work for the Houston Texans for a little while, and there's a guy there, his name was Tony, I can't remember his last name right now, but he told me this. It's who you know that gets you into the door. It's what you know that keeps you there. And sometimes you won't even get a chance to get into that door if you don't know the right people. You won't even get an opportunity. So that's where the network comes into to play. And um, build each and every day. Sometimes you have to deny yourself of certain privileges right now. Sometimes you need to sit home and work on your, your database instead of go out to the club, instead of going out to the bar, instead of going out to this concert. Sometimes you just need to sit at home and work on your business. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to work on it harder than you will. And if you need to DM 100 people a day to get to where you need to be, sit home and do it. If you need to call or go to 10 different networking events a week, do it. And here's the thing is don't make money be the excuse that you can't go network. Because I'm sitting here today, I'm telling you guys right now that most networking events I went to in Atlanta when I was not making money, I did not pay to get in. I had to sneak in. <laughs> okay, hold on. Don't tell us all that. <laughs> Look, listen, listen. There's, there's actually a representative at a prominent business newspaper here in town that we're this close, super close to this day because we snuck into an event together and it might have been put on by this organization. Oh dear, Sean. <laughs> but but that's, a, that's a true story. But you did what you had to do to make I, the connections you, and to you, form the relationships. There you go. And that's what you built your business on. But here's the thing is, even though I might have snuck into that, to that event, I'm, I'm a diamond partner today and I'm paying it back because I'm able to. Mm-hmm. So, but it's relationships. Anything that, that comes apart uh, that, that she has going on with this prominent newspaper here in town, guess who, guess who gets a free invite? Sean Graham. Sean Graham does. <laughs> well, I think you're a wealth of knowledge. We'd love to have you back another time to talk more. And I really appreciate you giving us your time today. And um, I know that people would be able to reach you. Uh, they can look you up on social media. They can find you around town. And um, I hope that everyone gets an opportunity to connect with you. And I thank you so much for giving us your time today. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.